All right, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Hello Fresh. Now, yesterday, yeah, yesterday was 4th of July. Great time here in America. There was a lot of people that actually ended up losing their fingers yesterday. Had no idea that was going to happen at the beginning of the day, which I guess I was a running joke. I've, I read it multiple times. I also that people would lose their finger. Like who doesn't know people will Americans will definitely lose their fingers on the Fourth of July. Yeah, they woke up that day not alcohol and explosives. They, yeah. they don't mix at all. <laughs> no, I no. Uh, I will say over inside of Ukraine, uh, Prigozhin's been the main man. I guess he's in that area. He's still running. He's on. He's on. He's on the loose somewhere. I don't know. Apparently, they gave him back some of his weapons or something. I don't Where's know. Waldo? <laughs> Where's? Yeah, it's pretty much what's going on. If you guys are also look at my eye. Yes, I had a another. I don't know what's going on. I got like a sty that turned into an infection, which is I get to go look at. To, I get it looked at today. It looks terrible. I know if you're looking at me right now, it's just I can't even. I can hardly look at you. It's disgusting. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. I bend over, my face starts throbbing. I'm not about it. So anyway, what do, what do you what do you want to kick it off with? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. Uh, kick dude, this one well, off. I mean. I gotta I gotta kick it off with the nuclear power plant because that's a lot of the reporting's coming up on the, the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. So President Zelensky is accusing Russian troops of planting explosives on the roof of the nuclear power oh, plant. Today was the day, right? Today's the day. So today to is the day. It's but well, today is the day. They're supposedly for the evacuation for everything mm-hmm. to like to go out and kick out. But yeah, Zelensky's saying that they're planting a bunch of explosives on the roof of the power plant, basically in order to stage some sort of a false flag. When I look at this, and I can't. I can't help but think that that would probably be the dumbest thing for Russians to do is to stage a false flag attack on top of that nuclear power plant. Because if they do, it's going to force NATO's hand to jump into this. Senator Lindsey Graham has already introduced a bipartisan resolution that warned Russia of a radiological attack could trigger a response from NATO. He stated, you can expect a massive response from NATO. You will be at war with NATO. I mean... So why would he want to do it? In the he, he wouldn't. Okay, so... He, if you're, I, I if you're stating this, and Russia knows that this would be the case, and wouldn't you think that it would be a uh, Ukrainian-led type deal to get NATO involved? I mean, that would make the most sense. You know, like if, if to stand back from an unbiased standpoint looking at it, that would make the most sense to get NATO involved. But why does Ukraine want to get NATO involved? That would raise that next question. What would Ukraine benefit from NATO involvement? Well, they wouldn't be losing the war. But do you really think that NATO would be like, okay, uh, NATO is going to go forward. I, I I could easily see NATO taking control of the power plant and being like, look, you know, I was, I got told some information a while ago that essentially the U.S. was planning in and going in and taking control of that plant. Does that make, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. of the nuclear issue that's at stake, it's a, it's a global issue at that point with all that radiation leaking out. It becomes a global issue. So the U.S. was looking at going in and taking over. That's totally off, off. You're not going to find that reported anywhere. But yeah, obviously we were looking at doing something like that, right? But do I think that NATO forces would then move forward and go towards the front lines and start pushing deeper and kicking Russia out of Ukraine? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They, they've got no dog in that fight at that point. Once they've got the nuclear power plant under control, they're not worried about any sort of you know global problems coming. So I don't see them going forward. What could happen, though, is if NATO goes in and starts doing that and we start losing troops, right? I see some sort of a uh, diplomatic approach to, t- to taking over that plant, right? Like go in, have some sort of diplomatic approach, be like, look, NATO, we're just going to come in and, and hang on to this plant for a while. We're going to make sure this thing's taken care of because you guys are not. I can see them trying to do something like that before they launch a military invasion and taking over that plant. I mean, would you agree with that or no? Yeah. I don't think they're going. I don't think there's going to be like a, a military invasion. I think I think the Russians would just get out of the way if they knew that NATO was actually coming to the area. I think there would actually be 
they would just say, okay, you can go ahead and have it. We'll stay out of the way. You really think that's not going to happen? I, I don't. You don't, you, I, you I don't. I don't think Russia's going to give it up. But Russia's, I mean, think about it. Russia's pissed because of the NATO involvement in, in all the surrounding countries and in Ukraine. Russia's not happy about it, right? It's like uh, how the U.S. got pissed off at Russia for the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Like Russia's not happy about all that. The U.S. Air Force actually thinks that it's a pretty, well, I'm sorry, the United States military apparently thinks it's some sort of a credible threat going in. Uh, the U.S. Air Force deployed a Boeing WC-135R Constant Phoenix aircraft to Greece all right, on June 30th. That aircraft is used to detect nuclear radiation. Now, the Air Force is saying that that aircraft is routinely deployed into the Mediterranean Sea. Like, it, it's constantly, you know, on some sort of rotation going over there. So it's nothing to, like, get, I don't know cause for speculation if you will right so bottom line the u.s is looking at it whether they want to admit it or not i think the u.s is looking at it and saying we're going to keep a very close watch on this i don't know i I honestly i i just i don't know it's all speculation on what's going to happen as far as the plant goes now that power line that got installed i think I, i want to say it was like two podcasts ago we talked about the the backup power line that got installed into the power plant came over it's about half half the power that the main line going in well that main line got severed going to the power plant so now they're on the backup line so their backup line just became their primary line until that one gets restored so the power plants it's it's it's, how do you want to say it it's like very much so on the edge you know what i'm saying like it can turn into a problem really really fast right now there's people that actually do believe like i'm looking at it right now that Russia has warned the UN for almost a year that Ukraine has planned to use the Zaporizhian power plant as a dirty nuke bomb or duty nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Dirty. In order to blame it on Russia and justify NATO military intervention. And now they're stating that Zelensky is actually desperate enough to actually do this. How could you actually do something and get away with it if that is the case? Something this large with so many eyes on it. I don't think you can. I don't think you. That's what I. I don't think you can. Think, how are you going to be able to get away with something like that? So I don't think you can. And I, like, I don't think either side is going to be able to do it. I mean, and or will do it. I think the military would be capable of tra- like whether or not our government wants to admit it. I think our government has radar capabilities that are kind of beyond public knowledge, and that they'd be able to figure out where these missiles are coming from. Like, let's say a cruise missile goes and attacks, because planting explosives on the roof of that power plant. Like you'd have to put a lot on there in order to cause a ton of damage, right? So you'd be able to see that stuff moving in. And they're essentially saying that either a bomb's going to get dropped or a freaking cruise missile's going to hit it or a high, like something's going to strike that plant in order to cause this thing to go down. And I think that with the amount of surveillance and coverage that's over that area right now, they'd be able to tell where those freaking, you know, munitions originated from. Hmm. I do. That's believe. actually a good point. I do believe that too. Yeah. And so we're, I don't, I don't see us also getting involved in something that, I don't see NATO getting involved in something that, and if we do, let's say Ukraine does launch that and NATO's going to know Ukraine did it, they're going to lose a ton of support. So why would Ukraine want to do that? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. The I think everybody's talking about the nuclear power plant. I don't think it's even a relatively close idea. Like people, I was, I was sent text. I don't know why people think Kim.com is like the, the, you know what I'm talking about? The big guy, you know what Kim.com is? Mm-mm. Kim, you know, you don't, didn't look at Kim.com? I'm Kim. Pretty sure it's, dot com? it's It's not like a, it's not a, it's not a site. It's a person on, he's, um, I don't know what he did, but if you just go to Kim, literally Kim.com, excuse me, sorry, K-I-M.com, I don't know. You go look, look at him up on Twitter, Kim.com. He's talking about that he really believes that this is like, this is it. They're talking about preventing nuclear war. He believes this is it. I don't, I don't really know. And I don't know where this guy lives. I, he always popped up on my feed as being some, I don't know, 
I'm sure the comments right now I know who Kim.com is, but that's weird. No, no, nothing on Kim. You don't know him? No, really? Nope. Wow, I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> okay. I'm ahead of the times here. Yeah, he's, he's saying, he said this yesterday, Zaporizhia will be the worst and most obvious false flag by the United States government in history. He's one of these kind of guys. I mean, uh, the world may come to have to regret having allowed the U.S. to go over so many crimes and lies like WMDs in Iraq, Nord Stream, et cetera. Humanity may now pay the ultimate price for such foolishness. You know, I've been accused of a lot of, uh, what do you want to call it, conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, whenever people start bringing up the WNB thing, I just I start I just lose it, like in my brain. I, I just lose it. I'd like to hear this. Okay, so WMDs. We've had people in the United States, like people that went over and fought for ISIS, right? And then the U.S. charged them with use of WMDs. I have to pull up the guy specifically. I wasn't prepared to talk on it, but they charged this guy with the use of WMDs because he was firing an RPG. So RPG, WMD, according to some charging data that came out of like, you know, ISIS and Syria and stuff like that from charging your assistance. But more so, um, it's not WMD is a nuclear weapon, right? I mean, nuclear weapons are definitely involved in WMDs, but chemical weapons are yeah, also. chemical weapons are for right. sure. Right. And so chemical weapons were 100% for sure there. A lot of them got moved out. A lot of them got moved into Syria. A lot of them got buried out in the desert. They were all there. And it's not like we didn't announce that we weren't going to come looking for them. Iraq started moving them. They started moving them off. And we there is numerous accounts, numerous, numerous, numerous accounts of U.S. service members who have found WMDs, right, chemical weapons. They found them and were responsible for destroying them in the early days of the Iraq war. There was WMDs there. And it seems to me like a talking point. And this is where I get pissed off at people like Trump, for example, who will sit there and, and scream there was no WMDs in Iraq. That's BS. There was chemical weapons in that country. And he used them on his own people. Granted, it was a long time before we invaded, but they were there. Now, the counter argument to that is that, well, those were old stockpiles. Well, of course they were old stockpiles. Look at all the equipment that we're giving to Ukraine. A lot of that stuff is old U.S. military surplus that we just have laying around in factories. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it any less functioning just because it's old. I already found it. (laughs) already found the WMD. (laughs) It took me one search. Right. Mustard gas, 140 tons of Tabun. Don't know what that is. And 600 tons of Sarin. Sarin. I remember when that Sarin stuff was something they were actually on the look for when we were there. And uh, they were using uh, chlorine. Remember chlorine bombs? Chlorine, yeah. yeah they were Well, they were making dirty bombs with chlorine, chlorine because chlorine, yeah. uh, the gas masks don't stop it. The particles are too small and they go through. And Which, I think there was two chlorine bomb attacks in Iraq. Shouldn't that be considered a WMD then? Yeah, it, it would be, yeah. <laughs> You know, yep. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, whenever I hear people that are spouting off crap like that, it just absolutely makes me lose my mind. Well, he's but, one of those kind of guys. So, I'm glad I got to actually get you on this kind of rant because he says the, uh, he also goes on and he responded to himself, by the way. Uh, the Ukrainian counteroffensive failed miserably. The U.S. needs a massive false flag to keep the war going. So, I don't think the Ukrainian counteroffensive has failed no, it's not realistically. Failed. It's just, and it, there's different. So, people look at like, people look at, People look at attacks and offensives, you know, and they, they just judge it by terrain, you know, like, okay, so they didn't take X amount of terrain. So the counteroffensive is failing. That's not what's happening. At the same time that Ukraine's launching this counteroffensive, they're eating Russian munitions up, right? So let's take uh, Bakhmut, for example, lots of attacks, lots of offensive operations have taken place in Bakhmut. And all of those attacks, all of those offensives are drawing Russian forces and are drawing Russian equipment that's going to turn may in turn cause them to deplete their supplies and push harder. So if you want to attack somebody, if you want to launch a full-scale attack on somebody and you just go balls to the wall right up front and just start pushing, 
right? They're going to have all those weapons and equipment that's going to cause you to get your, you and your men killed. But if they sit there and they make a bunch of small-scale attacks over a long period of time, you can start drawing out more weapons and equipment. So when you launch an actual offensive operation going in there, you're going to face a lot less. Does that kind of make sense? So that's one of the theories what's going on over there that, you know, Ukraine is essentially trying to do is just deplete Russian military supply before they make a very hard push in, into a lot of these contested areas. F-16s. Ukraine's supposed to begin F-16s, or they're supposed to begin their pilots trained. That got pushed back until July. Now they're saying that maybe the F-16 pilots will start getting trained in July. So F-16s coming into play. A lot of people are saying that, you know, a lot of Western countries wouldn't be launching this offensive without a lot of air support in place. So they're counting on maybe F-16s. Maybe they're holding out for those in order to make a, a, a very strong push, if you will. You know, it is kind of funny, though, as I'm sitting here going through this uh this this guy's stuff and he takes stuff out of context to get these these tweets going viral and i found where he he should have cited where he got the information from ta chief says u.s proxy war in ukraine is and he puts a quote once in a lifetime opportunity and we're not going to let it go to waste but he doesn't actually state what he just put it out there and if you go and find the article which i did find exactly what it's talking about once in a lifetime opportunity and it follows it up with for the u.s to recruit russian spies this is that that was the actual. Hmm. So he he took a chunk of of a of a uh, I guess you say a post or a, it's actually a piece of an article, and he put it in his own own more or his own little thing, and this is <laughs> he talks about Putin's approval rating inside of it going at eighty one percent, and this and that we're idiots for thinking that it's not the case. This is this is. <laughs> I'm know, sorry, I I I I never actually got through this guy's tweets. Like I never really cared to, but it is kind of funny to see someone take out something out of context and try to twist it into something that uh, fits the agenda. It's so it's he's like he claims to be against mainstream media and that we're being lied to, and yet he <laughs> put that out there. And yet he does anyways. <laughs> he does yeah. the same thing. Uh, it's so goofy. I'm sorry, it's so goofy. NATO is trending right now with 183,000 tweets in the last hour or so. No. Oh. NATO? NATO is trending. Yeah, way to go, NATO. Oh, man. Well, you know who? Look at this guy. No. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to him through, fuck, through DMs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, right. I called him out. I did. You called him out for what? For for those awards that they they uh, we were supposed to get. Remember what you written? Up oh, for? yeah. I called him out for that. No, oh, he's talking about. Yeah, wanna, <laughs> I don't even want to mention it. No, I'll just leave it alone. He's, he's the kind of guy that's. Hey, look, you're just doing your job, okay, man? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, those guys suck. Put you, um, it, it, just to, look, I put a, I put him in for a Bronze Star for Valor for some of the things that he did, and it got shot down because he was just, quote-unquote, doing his job. Uh, and if you read over the award, I promise you he was not just doing his job. It was pretty uh, pretty wild. We got turned down by the guys that were sitting there eating pancakes and hot dogs back in yeah. the big fobs. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's so anyways, so if you guys are looking to take a bite of summer, hey, HelloFresh is going to help you out from chef crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu. HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. You have pre-portioned ingredients that's going to help cut down on food waste, which is a big deal, while step-by-step instructions will be given to you as well to make cooking a breeze, not a chore. So when you guys need dinner fast, don't call for delivery. Think HelloFresh. It's going to be healthier. You're not going to get, well, you're not going to get fat. Let's just be, let's just be honest, guys. 
that 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 delivery I've, food. I've used HelloFresh. I love it. We actually did it for like family style meals. Dude, it's amazing. It, it makes, is amazing. It makes your life a lot easier. It's right so now. much better. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much better for you. Yeah, the kid. The kids. I wasn't even it. being sponsored by him when we were, like loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It actually turned into like a nice little family sit down deal where like everybody was able to sit there and start cooking. Like it brought everybody together. It was awesome. Look at that. Yeah. So the testimony sitting right across from me. They're fast, easy, and they're ready in 15 minutes or less. So go to hellofleshcom forward slash speak the truth 50 and use the code speak the truth 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash speak the truth 50 and use code speak the truth 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. It'll be linked to the very top of the description. I'm telling you guys, it is America's number one meal kit. Check them out. You guys will love them. If you guys have a family, if you guys have, if you're by yourself, meal prep, just make your life easy. Make sure to go check them out. They'll be linked to the very top of the description. Did you say 50% off? Yeah, 50% off. That's a pretty good deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> right now and free shipping. So on to that, uh, the, uh, the, the thwarted attack inside of Russia over the last, what was it, 24 hours or so? Uh, yeah. How many drones? Five. Big, Five drones small, got shot medium? Down. Didn't no. state. Didn't okay. state. I mean, we could look at some of the drones that NATO supplied, you know, coming off the NATO list of some of the things that, uh, that we have supplied over there. Uh, let's see. Surveillance drones, scan eagles, pumas, jump drones, cyberlux, explosive drones, switchblade, phoenix ghost drones, and the... Altius 600, which can be used for surveillance as well. Um, but it doesn't state which drones were actually um, flown over into Russian territory outside of outside of uh, Moscow. But either way, Russia shot five of them down. And the Russian foreign defense minister said that these attacks would not have been possible without help um, provided to Kiev by the regime of the U.S. and its NATO allies. Essentially, that because we're supplying drones and we're training drone pilots and we're giving them all this stuff, Russia's pissed off. Because they're now able to launch attacks inside Russia. Hmm. That's essentially what, in a nutshell, okay. what well, Russia's saying. They've been attacked. They've been they've been actually on the ground, boots on the ground inside of Russia already once in the last two months or twice right. in the last two months. So I don't know why they'd be so pissed about drone attacks. They've already hit the red square, I guess you would say, or circle, with a drone. Which I'm not entirely sure if that was really a drone. But the thing is, these drone attacks that happened inside of Russia. How deep was this one? In Moscow. No, like, the one that you're talking about thwarted. Where, what city was this? this Moscow. One? Oh, so it was in Moscow. So the question is, these drones more than likely were not launched from Ukrainian territory, so they're launched within Russian territory by who? Good question. And and, and it depends, too, because did you see the original drone attacks? I've like the first, I'm sorry, the first drone attack that took place at the, I want to say it was the Kremlin, Yeah, where it was just like the little... Problem drone yeah that went up. yeah so yeah, it could have been that but i mean i think it was more significant because like i said they shut down the airport but they could have also just flown them into restricted airspace and shut down the airport in a heartbeat yeah could have been or russia Do i think they're big drones i don't think they're big drones i think they're very small drones they don't have a long range and i think they're launched with inside of russia by russian collaborators that do not like the governments out of Russia. Same type of thing that I think we saw back in, in every war, actually. There's always a, a group of people that does not like the mm-hmm. the regime, I guess you would say. Yeah. And there's there's certain government agencies by certain governments that are responsible for going out and training these people and <laughs> raising them and funding them and supplying them with equipment. Uh, anyways. You can also ask yourself, could it have been the Russian government trying to... Could, could have been a false flag type deal. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Tell me, tell me if we've seen false flag been used. I think the word term false flag has been overused. Almost like back in the spicy Rona days, which they were using the word un- unprecedented. I, I, I didn't even know what that word meant until that time because every single person 
use we're now sort of using time. unprecedented this is inside their speeches yeah well it's unprecedented times it's the end of the world all this yes. crazy and speaking of end of the world crap just at a You've seen that video of the lady freaking out on the American Airlines flight, right? Yes, I have. So ridiculous. So I wake up this morning, and my wife's sitting there, like, flicking through her phone. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there flicking through it. And I just start hearing this lady's voice over and over, you know, about, like, all this plane crap. And I was like, babe, what are you getting into? And she flicks over and, like, just starts. I don't know if she went down the rabbit hole or her algorithm put her down that rabbit hole. But then she comes across this guy that says he was sitting, like, a couple seats away from this lady the whole time. And he said that she was sitting there talking to the guy and it was this guy sitting in a hoodie, right? So he's sitting there in this, it looked like a green hoodie just sitting there and he's not saying anything to her. And she's talking to him like this entire time for like minutes straight, not saying a dang word. And apparently it's over like a pair of AirPods or some, some crap. But what the guy's saying is that after the lady freaked out and got up and walked off the plane and, and did that whole thing. And the, and he, the guy, the guy making the video turned around and looked at the dude and just like in uh What's that movie? Men, Men in, in Black. Black. Just like in that movie, Men in Black, the dude's eyeballs like blink sideways. Kind of like a lizard. Like blink sideways. And he said it creeped him the hell out. Dude never said a word. And you go and you look at the videos, you can see the guy sitting there. But yeah, end of times, man. End of times. Did you see the video of his eyes closed? Absolutely not. Okay, so then no, we're, now we're it's just back to it. All just, crap. Yeah. It's all crap. The guy could have very well made that video just to get a bunch of freaking likes on TikTok. And he did. And now you're talking it right now. Yeah. To tens of thousands of people about some guy that you don't know if his eyes actually close correctly or not. Yeah, because we're joking about end of time stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so speaking of more end of times, right, as we start looking down the rabbit hole and going down this freaking train, let's talk about Taiwan for a second. Okay. $440 million worth of equipment and ammunition were sold to Taiwan from the U.S., sparking China to accuse the U.S. of turning Taiwan into a powder keg. How do you okay. feel about that? Taiwan, um, I think China's probably going to attempt to go after it, but it all depends on who we have in, as president at the time. Right now, sure. Why wouldn't they? I want to say it was uh, by 2027. I thought it was 2025. Or Yeah, I'm sorry, 2025. No, yeah. 2025. Do I believe it will happen? Sure. Depends on how stretched thin they think we are as well because they know that we're going to be supplying every bit just like we are. And peop- and, I, and that was another thing I, I forgot to bring up. It's, it's just another version of a, It's going to be a proxy war just like we're having instead of Ukraine. People can say that it's not, but it pretty much... The West, or America, pretty much all the West, is utilizing Ukraine as a proxy to fight the Russians. Uh, but the Ukrainians are okay with it because they have to have it, or they're not going to be able to do anything. No, but, and I don't think Ukraine would be where it's at right now no, without no, 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 all of the support from NATO and all the NATO even though Even though I think the support is actually kind of lackluster at times, I believe that America could be doing quite a bit more. I really do. But I think that's I mean, almost, how, what, it's, what, it's what, almost it's almost in their benefit right now, in their favor, to not allow it to be a short war. They need to be long and drawn out because the longer and drawn out it is, the longer the Russians are going to have to take the rebuild. What more would you like to see Me, bigger, America do? Just send bigger stuff. Let's get it over with. Seriously. Just send more. Just send like more bigger. I, I, like the thing is, is the stuff that we're sending on the ground, which you had the list, which can you bring up? I, I, yeah, no, I have it right here in okay, front of me. So that list, you laughed because I knew that they had M113s over there. And you laughed because you're like, oh my God, those are... This terrible. is a crap surplus. Those, those, yeah. yeah like, a lot of people are like, that have absolutely no idea, which is a lot. It's kind of funny. A lot of people that make either YouTube videos or like just here on Twitter or social media in general, they're talking about the war inside of Ukraine. They get super excited about just American equipment being sent over there. And then they don't realize that it's really not that effective. No. Like so M113, come on now. We sent 300 M113 armored personnel carriers. Yay. They are crap. It's a, Terrible. it's a little track vehicle that you can throw people in the back of. And that's essentially, it. you can also mount mortar systems mortar and systems. things like that in the back of them, but they're little APCs. 
Um, I mean, small arms fire RPGs will punch right through them uh, unless they up armor. A fifty cal will punch through. Yeah. Thing. Uh, yeah, yeah right depending round? on the rounds. Yeah, yeah. It would. yeah. With the right round. Yeah, they did send thirty-one Abrams tanks though, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, well, we have like thirty. <laughs> like how many Abrams tanks? I don't in think American? we have thirty thousand. We probably have three thousand of them. Yeah, sitting we have in thousands of them. But we sent thirty-one <laughs> Abrams, hundred nine Brads, hundred nine Bradley fighting vehicles over there. Okay, now Bradleys are Bradleys are actually pretty. Good. Bradleys are a little bit different, right? Yeah. You got a tow missile system on but them along with the main gun. Let's do some numbers real quick. Okay, we'll do some numbers. How many is so one hundred and thirty? Hundred nine sounds like Brads. a lot. Hundred nine Brads. Oh, oh hundred nine. Excuse me, hundred and nine of them. Do some math real quick. How many is inside of a company? Uh, 12. So you have 20, or excuse me, 12. So you, know you have a battalion element? Yeah, roughly. You have a battalion size element? Uh, 12 inside of the company, four to five company. Yeah, you're, yeah. Roughly a battalion something like, size. Yeah, something around there. Okay. Yeah. Of, of men that are mediocrely trained on a, on a piece yeah. of equipment. Yeah. Correct? Correct. But you're talking about a battalion size element worth of men that are utilizing these over... I forget how many miles that front is. Mm-hmm. A battalion size element. Oh, it's huge. Is only gonna it's take, not going to be able to do... It's going to take one little tiny... You're, you're lucky to get like 25 square miles. In that, say, in that it front, shouldn't yeah. be 109 brads. It should be 1,900 brads. That's yeah. what it should be. It shouldn't yeah. be uttered or died. 160, 105 millimeter howitzers. 72, 105 millimeter howitzers. 47, 120 millimeter mortar systems. Now, the mortars, yeah, whatever. It's like 47, 120 is like, that's crap. What I'm saying, they, that's these, crap. these numbers, when you actually look at what you what you found in the numbers that are spread out, they're they're almost like toying with Russia with the kind of stuff that they're even like throwing at the war. But yeah. the thing is, is I could be incorrect, and this could be only be the amount of equipment they're able to even train and have competent people running. Could be. that I don't know. I have no idea. Could be. I mean, they're busy fighting a war. How many competent units could you really train at once? It takes a long time. Well, time. it takes a long time. It takes a very long time. I watched, a, vi- right I watched a video on uh, some Ukrainian troops learning about the 155s, mm-hmm. and they said they gave them essentially a five-day crash course. So they gave him a five-day crash course, taught him how to use them, and they're like, ah, oh, it's not as, as hard as you would think. It's pretty pretty dummy-proof. We were kind of skeptical going into it because we got five days to learn how to shoot a, you know, artillery piece and five days. Yeah. They got it down. But I mean, mean, Brad's aren't that hard either to learn. No, I, well, okay. So you say Brad's aren't hard to learn, but training on a system with multiple other vehicles and having to understand where they're at in the environment. That's what that's, that's like using the machine itself is not that difficult. Having comms with other ones and maneuvering on an element at the same time, that's where I'm talking, talking about. about the tactics behind yes, it. Yes, I'm talking about the. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot harder. That's I'm talking about competency at that point. I'm not yeah. talking about using. A, a yeah, system. competency on it. It's a hell of a lot harder to actually learn how to use them because you don't want to lose those vehicles. I mean, it is a pretty big asset. But, I, yeah. I want. I'm actually curious. How many Bradleys? Oh, we have four thousand Bradleys right now. Yeah. That's how many we have. So we could have given, like I said, nineteen hundred of them. Because right now the Bradleys. Do we inside, really want to give them half of our Brads? We're not really using them, are we? Aren't we replacing them right now? I know that inside of Sweden, now we talked about. Well, we talked about it, but yeah, those aren't going into service for another year or two, right? Okay, well, give them a thousand. Give them five hundred. A hundred and ninety. Yeah, a thousand, we could probably do. Five hundred is still. I, I just I like when you actually see the numbers on the sheet, and you're looking like, man. But you're talking about committing twenty wow. at a thousand. You're talking about committing twenty five percent of our military's brads over to the Ukrainian conflict. What they should do is just accept them into NATO and you just get it done and over with and send all the brads over there. Yeah, if we accept them into NATO <laughs> then, but if we accept them into NATO, the whole purpose of NATO is to yeah. stop Russian aggression. 
And so now you're forcing NATO to go straight into that conflict. Well, stop Russian aggression. If you don't want to stop Russian aggression, you don't want to soak up more countries that are closer to Russia because they're just going to continue to piss them off. Right. <laughs> exactly. Know. Like we're not. I, yeah. I'm all about it, though. I think they should go in and just just piss them off as much as they can. I don't really care. There was somebody I did. I did read a second ago about I was tweeting over this, which uh, this guy is kind of goofy. Um, I don't I don't I don't like following them. And he actually popped up on my Twitter, which he never popped up on my Twitter. DC Drano, you know him? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah, he said something about, I want to find this again. Oh, here we go. He's calling out NATO's corruption. Yeah. That's, that's what he's doing. It's time to start calling out NATO's corruption. Yeah. The very organization designed to keep us out of nuclear war in World War Three is now dragging us faster towards it like anything else. If NATO puts our national security and global stability at such great risk. It's time for reform. Peace, not war. I'm like completely opposite. I think you make war first and worry about peace second. Right now, there's they're, you're dealing with Russians. Like, what is this guy even talking about? This is the kind of guy that's like super goofy. What is, what has he even done in his life other than like scream from the rooftops inside of his house in Tampa? Mm. I'm serious. Like, what 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 is this guy? Do you know anything about this guy? I, no, I have never looked into him. All I all I've seen is his. Uh, I want to say it's his IG feed yeah. that comes across from time to time. Somebody turned me on to it. I looked at a couple of them and I was like, that's not for me, and moved on with life. I'm sorry. I just love reading through his stuff. I kind of feel bad for this guy because I think he lives in a little bubble. And I don't know. That's all good. So Guys that haven't done very much in their life. Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm all here for you. So when I look at uh, some of the other, I mean, 2,000 Humvees, which is pretty significant. Actually, we gave him 2,000 Humvees. Where was it? I just saw it. <laughs> uh, you get rid of those pieces of crap. Yeah, give, give it those. It's uh, like giving your... <laughs> God, 500 MRAPs. So There's we actually gave him SATCOM terminals and services. Um, let's see here. 70 counter artillery and counter mortar devices. 21 air surveillance radars. Do, do, do. Electronic jamming equipment, which they actually do need. They probably need more of that than anything. 62 coastal and riverine patrol boats. And two wow. harpoon coastal defense systems, which is, those are actually pretty cool. <laughs> 62 boats? Yeah, 62 coastal and riverine. I don't know if they give them that many boats. Well, more power too. Maybe they'll actually use them, but they can't really use them down in Hearsong where they were supposed to in the first place because <laughs> there's no river there anymore. So Things all dried up. Air defense, one Patriot air defense battery munitions, eight NASAM systems, 12 Avenger air defense systems, Hawk air defense, laser guided rocket systems, RIM 7, anti aircraft. Like we've given them a ton of things. Like it's a long list. But not really that much. Not really that much. We did give them 100,000 sets of body armor and helmets, so that was nice. Oh, good. Yep. Giving them C4, EOD equipment, claymores, AT mines, uh, mine clearing equipment, obstacle emplacement devices, like just a bunch of crap. Like, truthfully, just a bunch of crap. 10,000 javelins, 60,000 other anti-armor systems and munitions, 1,600 stingers, which I don't even know how long stingers would last in that conflict. They could be shooting those things left and right, but yeah, mm. 1600 stingers, 3000 toes, 35,000 grenade launchers and small arms. Okay. So the grenade launchers, I've seen a ton of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's actually pretty effective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 35,000 of them. Meh. Hasn't really made a massive dent yet. No, it hasn't. I think the biggest thing that we probably contributed to them, I mean, the, like you said, the up armored, the armored vehicles isn't really, I mean, it's nice. 500 MRAPs, which I don't know if you guys know, MRAP's cool if you're driving an area where it's got a lot of like mines and uh, IEDs or stuff like that, but it's super, it's massive. 
Like when I mean top heavy, it, I don't even know how tall those things are. Those things got to be twenty foot tall, right? I don't even yeah. know how tall they're so tall. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to, you have to climb a ladder to get into the damn driver's door or driver's seat. It's so, they're so tall. I would never want them. I'm, I'm, to give them all of them. Give them all the MRAPs for all I care. Terrible, terrible vehicles. I think it'd be fun to drive one over some stuff, but I mean, other than that, it's I hate I mean, those you, things. Would you want to go into a, an actual? No, absolutely not. I would one? not. No, absolutely not. No, well, absolutely not. At the same cars. time, is it better than cruising around a pickup truck? Yeah. Yeah, true. They do have they do have good. They, I don't know if they have any of them have crow systems on them, but crow systems is is awesome. Yeah, I don't know if we gave them the crow systems on it. The ones that I've seen have like uh, actual mounted machine guns up top, like that's actual probably, man, I would assume that's probably what man guns, but I had to cut, cut down cost. A little bit at some at some point, and a lot of you guys are probably thinking we're talking terribly on the war. Just I'm mean, just trying to be honest about it. Like if you go and look at the numbers, which we've talked about numbers over here quite quite often about them getting new equipment. When you actually lay it all out, though, it's not enough. Like they should have double or triple the amount of stuff that they do have currently. Just I I, I still believe the U.S. government is it is in their favor to draw this thing out as long as they can. I think it really is. The longer it goes, the longer it's going to take it for them to rebuild. That is the, the Russians. Then we don't even talk about the fact that even if they they did end the war today, and then they're going to get rep, actual reparations, not the ones that here in America is, are trying to get. Which those those reparations make no sense. We're talking about like these would be like real ones where they have to pay back, build an entire country over again. Rebuilding that whole part, like even let's say Russia even takes it, the amount of time it's going to take to rebuild everything that's been torn down is is insane. Right. And we're it, not to mention the humanitarian crisis of moving all those people back to those different regions. Like once they start coming, all the Ukrainians have started moving back in. There's a lot of like when I went over there last year, there's a lot of people. There's more people actually crossing back into Ukraine than were on their way out. So that was kind of interesting and cool to see. But there's a lot of people that are still displaced inside of that country. And I could do a whole freaking episode on just the stuff that I saw where like everybody's being stored and cashed out at over outside in, inside of Lviv and everywhere over there. But Moving those people back into those regions, rebuilding those regions is a whole other problem that they haven't even, I mean, they've started to address it and started leaning forward and looking at it, but there's so many displaced people across that country. And a lot of the men in Ukraine are, are now dead, like period. A lot of those men, a lot of the men that have been fighting that war that are now dead, that are the heads of those families, those families are going to do without. So there's a lot of rebuilding that has to take place after this entire conflict as well. So in order to, if, I mean, if they really want to capitalize, I think you're right. If we really want to capitalize and end this stuff, a lot more equipment needs sent over there. But I just don't see it feasible for the U.S. to send 25% of our freaking armored vehicles over to help them out. I, I know. I say that. You know what's trending right now? <laughs> World War Three. It's literally the number one thing that's trending, WW3. So, I mean, it's not. Look at it, right? China's pissed off. China's not happy with us. They haven't been happy with us for a very long period of time. That whole weather balloon fiasco from earlier this year yeah. of what we're accusing. That's actually really interesting. So I got a buddy. Um, I'm not going to dime him out specifically where he's at, but he's, he's decently high up in the Space Force and sat in a lot of the, the different briefings and whatnot that was going on with the weather balloons. He said it would blow your mind on the amount of crap that's actually taking place when it comes to those and like how the U.S. is dealing with it and what we're seeing when it goes into it. He said it would blow your freaking mind. And it's not just China that was doing that stuff. Russia for years has been sending bombers over like the U.S. coast off of Alaska, uh, the West Coast of the United States, um, send them over there to we intercept and they get turned back around. They just it's this whole game that just goes back and forth and back and forth. But I think the U.S. supplying all this equipment over to Taiwan is Taiwan's looking at doing it. One of the things that like kind of troubled me that kind of leans us when I, I 
it might be a conspiracy to say World War III is on the horizon, but it's it's kind of not. General Milley actually said, uh, you want to make sure that every single day President Xi wakes up and says today is not that day and that decision never comes. And he's talking specifically about China invading into Taiwan. And they compare it and they say, look, you can either be under China rule, like the comparisons I've read is like you're either going to be under China rule or it's going to look like what is happening in Ukraine. And so now the U.S. is pushing forward into proxy wars. And we're not just doing it in Ukraine. We've been doing it in Syria as well. Did you see the what was taking place in Syria? Not like recently, over the, no. So Russia obviously has its own agenda going on in Syria, but so does like the United yeah. States. And, and we've been battling back for it. One play, at one point in time, like the U.S. got in a, a, a firefight, right, with a couple of the Russian mercenaries that were over there. Mm-hmm. And every time, like, it, it's like every battlefield that's coming up that, that you look at the projected battlefields, Ukraine, Syria, and China, or Taiwan, if you will, it's always the U.S. and Russia, like kind of like in the little background, but China would be like the next player stepping into it. And China and Russia are already like teaming up on a lot of different things. And it's very feasible to me that they just have enough and launch an attack on us. It's very feasible. We're meddling in all their crap. I have, I have no doubt. Well, I think, I think, I think China's already done the, actually, you know what? I can't go down that rabbit hole because we will be banned on YouTube if I even bring it up. But yeah, no, I think China's already started some sort of attack on pretty much the world, to be honest with you. I'm sure most people do know what I'm talking about, but I can't say it out loud because they will kick us off. That's actually one of the reasons why we, we were never able to receive a uh, play button for this channel. Very strange. Because I, I brought it up in a video. talked about China building these camps. Oh, and yeah. They were real. I mean, they were actually literally real. I, I was very confused on why. It's not, I Are we talking about the... I, we can't talk about it. The disease can't, that won't be... You, you can't talk about any yeah. of that stuff. I can assure you, even though we're way past it, it's... Yeah. it's Three years past, we still can't bring it up on this platform. That's wild, dude. No, it's, it, it is That's weird. Wild. Don't bring it up. You will be banned, pretty much. Noted. Censorship. Do you have anything else? Uh, No. Oh, well, I yeah. see World War Three all over. That's all I'm seeing on my, my, my feed right now. That's all people are talking about. Uh, if anybody cares, the update for the, uh, the nuclear wastewater being leaked into the Pacific. Looks like Japan's still going to go forward with that. South Korea's still freaking out. A lot of people over in that area are all freaking out about it. Yeah. But again... Um, most of it's people, you know, people from like nonprofit organizations that want to want to complain about it being like, look, you're polluting the earth further, blah, 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 blah. Um, then the government organizations are essentially saying it's fine. It's not a big deal. So there's that shocker. Who would have thought? Not me. It wasn't a big deal. Not me. So are you going to be sending us updates? Uh, once you get overseas? No, am I going to? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Hopefully I won't have to deal with anything that's happening inside of France right now, which I'll be in France for a little bit, but I'm just like, God, just so I keep seeing stuff that's happening over there. I'm like, why? You can't cancel the trip either. It's all non-refundable. So excited. I'm I think excited you'll be fine, man. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to show up with this thing on my face. And be like, oh, we can't mess with that guy. Get away from us. Yeah, you'll probably get quarantined. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everybody. I do love you. I'll catch you guys uh, on another episode tomorrow. Hopefully my eye is not like this.